This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane and uh, here as always with Chris Fuente. Chris, what is up my friend? Not much buddy, how you doing? You know, uh, we're doing okay, we're doing okay, you know, continuing pandemic life. Uh, big news in Massachusetts uh, here uh, coming up is that uh, golf returns. Golf returns. So I actually was having that debate with my buddies this morning to determine how to broach with the wives if this is going to be okay. And a lot of us are on the fence of making that assumption that it's not going to be okay because there's really no other equivalent of a six-hour escape for them currently. So right. it's I've a played tough... golf four times. Yeah. You don't have... <laughs> this is very different. When the second child comes, you'll have a very different answer from your wife. I am sure that is uh, going to be accurate. But I, had to, I played on Sunday of this past week. Uh, and uh, my tea time was at 6.45 in the morning. So I got most of it done uh, while they were still sleeping. Or, dad know, time. Handle kind of breakfast. So, dad, dad tea times. Dad tea times was very early, uh, and it was very enjoyable. I shot 89, uh, which is about average for me. That's great. And, Break and 90, it's always a good day. It, it is. It is. The last time I played nine, I shot 52 on nine, and I was like about to blow my brains out. But uh, – I was uh, much more uh, happy about that. But playing golf, for me, is like the great escape. Uh, I enjoy it. You can only walk, right? So it's a, it was somewhat of good exercise, right? You take 12,000 steps or whatever, walk in nine, uh, walk in 18. And um, it's just like being outside, being competitive with yourself, uh, walking. It was just awesome. Were you with anybody else? Yeah, they, uh, three buddies. Uh, not of mine, but I was the random with three other guys that were friends. Uh, and it was great. You just keep your distance. It's, you know, it's never weird or awkward or anything like that. So um, it was great. I, I, so if you have the opportunity in Massachusetts to go play golf, I honestly highly recommend think, it. I think, I think my wife heard us talking about this, and I, heard her, I think I heard her yelling, nope, nope. <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm pretty she, sure I did. I think I heard that. <laughs> well, maybe we can uh, – We'll have to have a front office features. You know what would be cool? Do a front office features golf tournament. Absolutely. That will be my, that's my excuse. There you go. Yeah. See, then we'll do a front office features golf tournament. We'll raise money for uh, COVID-19 relief. Yeah, we'll do something like that. Or at least just go out and have a good time. Yeah. She, she hear, she's hearing everything I'm saying and she's absolutely not having it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Rach. You'll be all right. But um, that was our debate this morning. I was like on a text, and I was like, okay, so. If you approach that, what's what is your give back for them? Because nothing else is really open to go and escape for like six hours. It's a hard, it's a hard trade off. It is a hard trade off. Uh, the one kid, is, the one kid, it is fine. Like that was a different story. Two is a whole nother world. You right. you'll see. 
Yeah, but the good news is that's not till the end of August. Golf yes. season's kind of wrapping up. There you go. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy it while you can. Enjoy it while we can, and uh, I'm gonna take hopefully full advantage of this as long as my wife uh, continues to allow me. Uh, but I try and do my part. Yeah, I think it's that. It's more of the. It's, it's probably also the guilt factor while you're swinging it doesn't really help your golf swing. I, I don't have that guilt factor. <laughs> good, <much>. good, good. <laughs> Maybe that makes me a terrible person. Uh, but uh, you have proclaimed once, once I'm to, out there, I'm like, I'm, I'm in. I just want to go and have, you have uh, proclaimed have on this fun. podcast. You need to be a better father. Maybe it's a better husband. You need to think, think about. <laughs> probably, probably a little bit of all of the above. <laughs> oh boy. Well, enjoy the the warm weather and the sun while the next three months while you can, because two is more than one, my friend. Two is, you are one mathematologist there. That's double. That's double. That's 100% increase. <laughs> 100% increase. Uh, but yes, uh, not till the end of August. Well, uh, I'm looking for uh, all of that. So uh, today I'm excited about the show. Talk a little sports business news here in the beginning. Uh, but we have got a new feature that we're able to do is people can leave us a voicemail. We got, a, we got some voicemails um, over this past week. If you ever wanted to call in, leave a voicemail, talk through about you know, advice that you need, uh, talk through about your situation. We'll play it. We're going to play some today. And um, the phone number is 401 401-757-0404. Uh, give a call, leave a voicemail. If you just want to make fun of me, we can do that. I think we got one of those today. Uh, <laughs> and if you want to, uh, if you need some advice or kind of talk through about your specific situation, what you're going through, I'm sure people around the country and in our, how many other countries do we have now? 25 other 25, countries? 25, I think, yeah. 25 other countries that are listening to front office features. Uh, I'm sure that others are going through similar situations. So again, phone number 401-757-0404, leave a voicemail and uh, we'll answer your questions. I think that should be uh, kind of fun. So uh, we'll do that a little bit today. So um, some, Chris, would you call it positive steps that we saw from potential in baseball maybe hopefully fingers crossed uh starting yeah internally we've had optimism that it we're creeping towards a plan that potentially could work uh you've seen i'm sure everyone's seen in the reports in the news uh, that there's going to be a, a potential plan set forth to the union to review it all seems to be stemming around uh, playing at our home ballparks. There's some obviously nuances to work around with some states. They can't officially lay out a hard step plan until some states remove some restrictions. I mean, some of the states with the big market teams like Massachusetts, New York, California are still on some heavy lockdown, so it's hard to justify having baseball games. So there's still some stuff to work out, but everyone seemed optimistic on our internal calls this week that there would be baseball. Um, NASCAR obviously announced that they will be back with a minimum of four races in the next three weeks, which is huge for them being the only sport on television. I think you'll see people who typically don't watch NASCAR, maybe throw that on. Uh, so yeah, sure. That'll be the case. Yeah, I think so. And I think from a sports betting perspective, we always talk about DraftKings, like they're dying for something to go live for people to have to bet on other than the Korean baseball at one in the morning, which you can bet on right now. But (laughs) when I am is a, that's when you're called, um, a degenerate, probably, if you're staying Pro- up to gamble on that. Pro- probably. probably. So, <laughs> I have friends that are probably betting on it. Right yeah, no, I, I do, too. I'm a, maybe they can bet on it just not watch it. Like, maybe just wake up in the morning and see if you won or not. But that kind of takes the fun away. Um, 
but yeah, no, baseball hopefully will be back in some capacity this summer. I will say that some of the stuff that I heard that's been on the table is intriguing. Um, ties. Okay. Uh, just because they don't want to play extra innings and they have to try and squeeze as many games in as possible, so there'll be a lot less days off. Uh, there's discussion around like seven or eight game series, so a team like stays in a city for a week versus trapping playing the same team eight days in a row. Yeah, Holy just because of like restricting travel, right? That cuts down on the travel time. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, there's everything is on the table there, and that's why when I was hearing this discussion, this was as of yes, there's there's nothing really set in stone. So everything in the news is a lot of conjecture, but there is momentum and positivity towards baseball returning in some form or fashion i think you'll see from a broadcast perspective we talked about this before that you'll have a lot more access than we've ever had before because you got to figure out how to combat that ambient noise that you don't have from a ballpark um nobody around yeah i don't know if you saw sky sports is looking at putting in cgi fans for the soccer matches in europe because they've found on a survey that an empty stadium would significantly impact the hindrance of watching it on television. I get uh, that. I had the. I was impacted when uh, during the NFL draft. Right. No. I, I get it too. Like it just seems. It seems odd. Like you see the Korean baseball highlights, and it's weird, and it almost. De- it almost in your mind devalues the product, right? If no one's there watching it, like right. what is this? It's weird. It's weird. I don't. I. I totally get that. It's. It's a psychological uh, thing. To- yeah, I'm a hundred percent on board that train. That is. It is just weird. So CGI would be interesting. I mean, we talk about sports tech all the time. Probably weirder. Yeah, it'd be like a video game when they like go up in the air, like the hands, everyone stands, <laughs> like the cardboard cutouts of people. Like it'd be like what? It'd be like watching MLB the show. Is like exactly weird kind of people in the background. Some reacting the right way, and some are just sitting there. Like it'd be very odd, but yeah. I guess it would help people's mind assimilate that people are in the stands. I think you'll see very different camera angles, right? You're going to have to see that, and robot and robotic cameras because you're not going to have as, you're going to have as few as people in the ballpark as possible. Yeah, I um, that'll be that'll be interesting. I also saw something where they were you could like ra- there was a team like raising money where you could put a cardboard cutout of yourself in your seat. Yeah, right. And a- when they start doing it, isn't that funny? Well, I, what is the what is the benefit of that? I don't know. Just kind of. Uh, I, guess, I, guess, I, guess, I, I guess the benefit is raising money. The uniqueness of it, uh, of having a cardboard cutout of yourself in your seat, is kind of it's kind of it's kind of funny. Do you get it at the way? Do you get it at the end? I wouldn't want a cardboard cutout of myself. What am I gonna do with that? <laughs> no, it would be hilarious if I got a cardboard cutout of you and you got a cardboard cutout of me, right? And then we would have them sitting next to us um, as that- we do these things at night. Uh, uh, it'd be like, oh, it'd be like we're together in the same place doing our show. I mean, actually, that makes sense. We should, but who's what team is doing this? We should buy it. I know. I need, I need to go find it. It was one of those things where you're kind of scrolling through uh, that. We should get a big. We should do it, right? We should. We should give the money and then have the two people holding up a front office features like cardboard poster. And it's called marketing. Get, and then we get the uh, the the views of that. We our marketing, our brand is out there. Let, let's find out who's doing that and look into that. We'll, we'll put our, our interns on the case. <laughs> the multiple interns that we, that, that, that we got. Speaking of his creativity, so uh, this was this was, this was is really cool that the Red Sox were doing. Not to, I, have, I have literally nothing to do with this, so I'm not tooting my own horn. Um, they, they found a way to utilize the ballpark 
uh, in a in a significant way for people to help raise money for the Red Sox Foundation. So you can submit uh, a message with a picture that would go up on Fenway Park's big scoreboard, like Happy Mother's Day, and they'll take a picture of it and send it back to you with that image or said um, message on the, the screen with raising money for the Red Sox Foundation. I think they've almost had a thousand people do it to raise cool. like thirty something thousand dollars for the Red Sox Foundation. That's uh, one of the biggest. Uh, that's awesome. One of the when I uh, look back at that, I uh, I put my wife's anniversary, our anniversary, up there one time, and uh, big big W in. Uh, there you go. In in, in 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 my household, I got a uh, out of the you know get out of jail free card that day. That's how you get to go golfing. That's how you know just do more of those. I think our sales skills have to really flow into this so that we can <laughs> figure out a way to play golf. Because uh, I love it so freaking much, and uh, and to get out and go enjoy ourselves. Mother's Day quarantine is going to be an interesting one, right? Because there's usually that's a day of like getting out of the house and going and doing things. You're kind of that'll be that's Sunday. I had my son's four fourth birthday this past Monday, May fourth. He's four years old now. How'd it go? Uh, it was good. I mean, for what you could do from a quarantine day, he had a blast. I mean, we made the best of it, and he had he got a ton of presents. Um, you're, you're being a giant Star Wars fan. Does having your kid on May 4th just, like, make it even better? Oh, my God, yes. But <laughs> I haven't even – he's been quasi-introduced to some fringe Star Wars stuff. We haven't – I haven't put it on him yet. He's still too young, right, to really watch Star Wars, so I don't want to get there. He's probably got a couple more years so he can actually watch it because it's still a little adultish. But uh, he knows – like, seen any of them. He, like, he knows who Darth Vader is, but that's that's his, like, extent of his knowledge. And he has, like, a, an R2-D2 robot. But other than that, he uh, – I know you haven't seen him. I'm not even going to pretend, like, you even know what I'm talking about. I hope you know who Darth Vader is. But I know – I look, I, I know – Marty. Uh, Marty is a uh, – Marty Cordero, the president of Omaha. Uh, he's a giant Star Wars fan. He collects – his basement, when I was with him, was full, full of toys, in-package <laughs> toys. He's a lunatic when it comes to this. He's got uh, Star <laughs> Wars check. things everywhere, and he had multiple of them. He would go on eBay and buy, like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, name a character, whoever it is. Uh, he would no, 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 go name a, name a character. I want you to, besides Darth Vader, name a character. R2-D2. Oh, come on. You just, I just gave you that. <laughs> you said name a character. Who's the main character? Han Solo. Oh, yeah, he's up there, but, yeah, he's not the main one. Luke Skywalker, there you go. Close enough. I thought they were the same thing. Luke Skywalker and Han Solo are the same. <laughs> they're, different, they're different people. <laughs> Very different. <laughs> Got it. Okay. One is Harrison Ford and one is Mark Hamill. So, yes, they're very different people. All right. I'll remember that. Um, anyway, <laughs> he's got multiple of these things. He would buy six of them and be like, why do you have six of these things? It's for He's going to sell them on eBay one day make a lot of money. That's what he did. He was selling these things on eBay. But he had, like, you know, just... just Shelves and shelves and shelves and love the entrepreneurial spirit. Love it. Huge things and we just buy them everywhere. It was a ridiculous. One. Uh, Star Wars night. Him. It was like Marty. You know, Star Wars night with all the characters and everything was like a Marty J Cordero production. That was his night. That was. He would dress up too. He's lunatic. <laughs> lunatic. I'm sure he appreciates you calling him a lunatic. I tell to his face all the time. I know. I'm just. So what uh, are you doing? His staff's probably listening to this, being like, "Oh, our, our boss is a nerd." 
They knew that from day one. <laughs> they knew that from day one. Not Marty, 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 uh, Marty, I'm Marty not, is... I'm not involved in this, Marty. This is again just like Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell, we, I don't think you're a stiff on TV. I think you're an amazing human being. Congratulations <laughs> on a well done draft. <laughs> And Marty, keep selling those action figures. You'll make a lot of money and retire one day. If you want to sponsor front office features, we'll take your ad money too. He's, uh, I think he has like an R2-D2 cooler, if I remember that. I have an R2-D2 giant toy box, like life-size R2, that I've had since I was a kid that I still... He's got all kinds of crap and in the boxes. Like, what the hell do you have these things for? They're in the box. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, a little, that's a little much. But anyway, we'll, we'll digress from Star Wars. Thousands of them. Thousands of them. <laughs> thousands? His wife yes, must love thousands, it. Thousands. Thousands. I bet his whole freaking basement is this. And you'd be like, oh, I'm paring down a little bit. Yeah, you <laughs> sold one of four billion. <laughs> oh, Marty. Again, I'm not involved in this, Marty. Anyway, I, I, condone, I condone your, your crazy habits. All right. What are we talking about? Um, voicemails. Voicemails. All right. You want to get to some voicemails? Let's get to some voicemails. All right, our first voicemail is coming from Colby. Uh, Colby, go ahead. Hi, my name is Colby Castillo with Sports as a Job. We're an online sports media company. Uh, many people in our community are college students or aspiring working sport professional and young working sport professionals. You know, they're really looking for an opportunity in this unfortunate situation with the pandemic going on. What are your guys' advice to them on how they stand out and hopefully land that opportunity with the sports industry yeah look uh i think this whole pandemic and the way to uh stand out is something that chris you and i uh we talk about a lot but if you were to say chris let's three things three that would help you stand out during this pandemic what would your three be oh wow three put me on the spot here um so first and foremost three things that you could do yeah, so utilize the time versus just sit around and play video games. Uh, that means being strategic in your outreach and networking in multiple facets across multiple organizations, across multiple leagues, brands, etc. with a, a very specific, concise, empathetic outreach email of why you're adding value to the conversation to this person, but also understanding they're probably having some struggles themselves. And then while getting on the phone, that's 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 one, is a massive amount of outreach, LinkedIn game, on point, going above and beyond to get to the right individuals that you need to speak to. When you get to that individual and have that conversation, come extremely prepared, extremely concise uh, of what you're looking for in that conversation. Don't waste your time with the generic, oh, tell me about your career path that you could already have found on LinkedIn. Uh, provide, again, empathy. Also... Be very, very articulate in what you're trying to accomplish and what you want from this conversation, meaning, hey, I'm reaching out because I have a very extreme passion of of social media that I've been doing X, Y, and Z along the way to get to my dream job of this versus like, hey, no, I want to talk about marketing. Yeah. So two things uh, I think I I want to say is – he said something about land the opportunity in the sports industry. If I'm someone right now, I'm saying like landing a job in the sports industry is going to be tough um, right this very second. I would not have that that be my primary goal mentally. My primary goal mentally is to try and what we've talked about, right, is it's not what you know, it's not who you know, it's who knows you, is trying to get more people to know about me. 
Yep. To do that, what I'm going to say is, all right, what am I passionate about? What do I want to do? And I start going and looking at people who have the job that I want in five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, whatever that the time frame is. That's the job that I want. That's the person I want to be. I would go find a dozen of them over you know, all the different sports. Maybe it's sports tech. Maybe it's sports media. And find out the person that I want to be, right? And see the steps that they took. Find some commonality of those steps. And then start reaching out to those people and talk about where their big breaks were, uh, what their uh, what the steps that they thought were key in their career growth, uh, what skills, what attributes do you need to be to be better? And if you come into that, to get back to Colby's original question, where does it, what do you do to stand out? If you do all of that and then talk to that person about all the information like you were talking about, Chris, of uh, the research and being on point, you're going to stand out because not enough people do that. And that will help you stand out. And when they think about, uh, you know, Colby, when you're reaching out, uh, uh, when they'll think of like, man, that Colby guy, he was prepared. He knew what he was talking about. And by the way, um, we're going to go on his podcast. we got to figure out a time to, to do that. He asked us to go on. Absolutely. He asked. He went through our uh, great front office features Instagram account, which you all should follow. So Colby was great. Um, well done, Colby. That was a, that was a good First that was a good show. first voicemail. Success. We didn't we didn't get a, a a voicemail bomb like we got a Zoom bomb, which we can talk about in a little bit. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh, man, I don't even want to relive that. Anyway, all right, uh, on to the next voicemail. Let's see who we got. And of course, one of the ones that we got was the guy I just made fun of for the last uh, two minutes was Marty in Omaha. Marty, go. If this is front office features, my name is Marty. I'm calling to ask Rob Crane about his initial desk location in minor league baseball and how he had to be creative with the time he spent there. All right. So, Marty, uh, my initial – by the way, how slow did he talk? This, my name is Marty. Yeah. Calling that. Rob, Marty, get to the point. Um my initial desk location, there's actually one that he's thinking about, but it wasn't the initial one. My first desk location was in a double-wide trailer with two other guys. Uh, there was a guy named Greg Kruger, who still works for, um, he works for the Lansing Lugnuts and uh, still selling tickets. And then a guy named Mike Knipper, he's in sports information now in Missouri somewhere. Uh, and we would be in this one room, there was only one phone, and we could never get on the phone, so we always had we shared a cell phone, and we would dial our cold call group calls, and I would dial one, and we didn't have computers, so it was only us, uh, with us one cell phone and pieces of paper. I would make a phone call, and then I would pass to Kruger. Kruger would make his phone call. Oh pa- pass my gosh! <laughs> and then he would hand me the cell phone, and then I would make my call, and that's what we would do for eight hours a day. You guys had to share a phone to make out, outbound calls. So, like, in between calls, you just sat there waiting for the, the phone to come back I to you? Would, I would write my note. We had one computer, uh, and we would go back to the computer and be like, all right, who are we going to call next? And then if we made a sale, which was never, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we would then go to the computer uh, and try to 
input it however that way. Did you ever sit there and be like, what the hell am I doing? Like, of is course this, I did. Is, I was in a, and then during that time, there would be feral cats fighting underneath there. And they'd be, rah, rah. <laughs> you could hear. And uh, it was lunacy. It was absolute lunacy in the double wide trailer. So that was the initial dis- uh, desk location. I don't believe that he is. Uh, that is the definition of not social distancing, by the way. You're sharing and passing phones around. That, that business is out of business at this point. It was one of those Nokia phones, too. You could play Oh, yeah, Snake. It. Yeah. Yeah, right, yeah. Right, right, right. But I think that he's talking. Um, maybe he's talking about that one. But uh, that's the initial one. That was the absolute initial desk location. Um, but we upgraded those offices, and we went uh, – they got a house that was... So you went from a trailer to a house. Double-wide trailer to a house. Big upgrade in life. Uh, and we went to a house. They had a house in the outfield. Like, it was right behind right field. And that house was then uh, converted into our office. Marty had the master bedroom. Our director of group sales had uh, and operations had one of the side bedrooms, and the CFO had one of the other bedrooms. Um, initially, I was in the living room, and... Um, uh, with Kruger and Knipper and a couple other guys, and uh, then got moved to uh, the dining room was our conference area. There's a big conference table there that we would all count money at at the end of the night. And uh, next to that conference table, on kind of in the back, was uh, a space for a desk, and I get, then got that desk. But that was the worst desk in human history because it abutted the one and only uh, bathroom. Oh, how did you not I knew, quit? I knew everyone's schedule. <laughs> I knew <laughs> what they were doing. And I knew everything uh, that was going on. And I tried to, uh, you know, when you're making uh, sales calls uh, next to the, uh, to the bathroom is uh, literally not ideal. No, that is literally the worst place you could be. In any situation, forget sales calls. Like, and I decided to keep doing this. Yes. What the hell's the matter with me? What is the matter with you? And you, you went from a double-wide trailer with feral <laughs> cats fighting yes, to right. a house sitting next to a bathroom and the only bathroom in the place. That's true. That All of that are accurate statements. Look how far you've come. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, it's, <laughs> well, Marty, thanks for calling. <laughs> It brings back great memories. I, uh, the good old days. I haven't talked to uh, Knipper in a long time. I need to talk to him. He's a great guy. Uh, and he's doing sports information. Maybe we should have him on the podcast. There we go. Oh, uh, speaking of this, before we get to the next one, I've got breaking news, I think. Oh. Um, you know how I was in a documentary? Yes, I do. The, and I don't like movies. The uh, director reached out, and they were talking about promotion and all that good stuff. And uh, I said... He was asking if uh, we could promote on the Pawsock social media accounts. And uh, he all, and I said, you know what? If you're looking for promotions, why don't you come on front office features and we could talk about the documentary, the business of making documentaries, uh, and the role that uh, we all had uh, in Omaha. What do you think about that? And what he is- says, I would love it. Perfect. Love, love it. it. And you can't ask any questions because you don't know anything about movies. I know nothing about movies, but I do know uh, that I had a good time uh, being in one. A documentary <laughs> is a movie. It is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Han Solo again? Don't worry about it. All right. We'll, we'll take too long to explain. In a <laughs> galaxy right. far, far away. Um, 
Yeah, let's go. Right. Listen, let's go listen to the next. Who, who else? Who else called us? All right, let's just do one more, okay? Okay, one more. We got too many to get through. We, yeah, we'd be here all we day. We got a million them. to get through, so let's just do one more. Hi, my name's Victoria Trainer, and I'm a student at high school named Nitmuck. And I saw your Instagram and wanted to take this opportunity to mention why I'm listening. So I managed the varsity boys baseball team, and my coach contacted Brenna Peterson, and she graduated at my school and worked with the Paw Sox. And she, he told me to talk to her, so I did via email. And I'm still waiting to see her in person, but, like, because of COVID, that's difficult. So she mentioned about your podcast, and you guys are, like, the first podcast I've ever listened to. And, I mean, my dad sometimes makes me listen to John Bashford, but, like, you guys keep me entertained because it's my passion for sports management. So I'd like to thank you for expanding my knowledge, and that's all. Thank you. Well, Victoria, that was the nicest thing I've uh, someone's said to me at least today. Uh, we very much appreciate your uh, you listening. <laughs> no, Victoria thinks no. Uh, Victoria, it was very nice. I'm glad that you listened. Uh, I was very flattered, and if I mean, since we're the only podcast she listens to. That's amazing. Then Thank we're you. number one on the charts. The number Victoria one. Victoria Trainer chart. Who's John Bachelor? I don't know. We got to find that out. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this John Bachelor character that her dad's forcing on her? I, I, I don't know, but uh, I hope John and his podcasts are not as uh, as entertaining. But I'm glad they have a passion for sports management. It's a heck of a major. Uh, I uh, you know do a lot of research on where you go to college and which uh, sport management program best fits you. But uh, and when you're looking into my advice, as I sneak in some advice here, as you're looking for uh, sport management programs to go into, is get the most experiential one, the ones that will be able to uh, get you most hands-on uh, learning, uh, to be able to do the most projects, uh, to be able to really kind of expand your mind to make you go do a whole bunch of uh, things more so than just uh, a good solid, uh, you know, uh, text and textbook uh, type education. So, uh, we are the anti John Bachelor show. <laughs> you just looked this up. Yes. All right. Can't wait to hear what the John Bachelor show is. So, John Bachelor uh, graduated from Princeton University, the oh, Union Theological Seminary. Oh. Do you um, know what those words he, mean? He's yeah. been on. He's been on. He's seventy-two years old. Oh Jesus! <laughs> he's been. He was on the seven seventy WABC Radio in New York for five years. Syndicated nationally on ABC Radio Network, and wears a bow tie in every one of the pictures I see him. Yeah, we are the anti John Boucher show. So, so what is this show about? I think it's probably a mixture of politics. If I'm just yeah. Of, Focuses on global politics, economics, war fighting, hard scientists, space exploration, and literature. Yeah. Opposite ends of the spectrum there, Victoria. Welcome to Front Office Features. I mean, my dad sometimes makes me listen to John Batchelor. Good for I, her dad. He's got to be more entertaining than John Batchelor, right? Good for her dad forcing her to be listening to something that's probably going to be more educational. But we're I, definitely more entertaining. I can guarantee that. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, Victoria... Uh, uh, that was a great, uh, a, a great voicemail, and we appreciate it. And uh, you know, keep doing a great. We'll job send you a signed, a signed team. picture. We'll send a signed picture, or signed baseball from. We uh, need to get some merch. We do need some. I, I actually, in full transparency, did look into it, but based on the supply chain issues we're facing because of this stupid thing, that's a little bit tougher right now and quite expensive. Because if you're ordering the numbers that we would be ordering. <laughs> 
They are M- millions. Yes, millions. <laughs> it actually would add up pretty quick. So yeah, I did look into it. Oh, got it. Well, um, this voicemail thing's kind of fun. I, I laughed pretty good during this time. We've that was great. Sales. So if you left a voicemail, and we didn't get to it. Uh, we'll get to it next week. Um, but uh, this was this was good. We'll have to continue the voicemail. I, I I look forward to Marty's weekly voicemail that we can go down memory yeah. lane of Rob Crane and, and little Robbie back in uh, the the was good old days. We uh, talked to my sister after we recorded last week, and uh, she, she called you Robbie. Robbie. She called you Robbie. R O B B I E is the uh, correct spelling of Robbie, by the way. Little Robbie, I would agree um, with that. R O B B Y is like psych- psychopath stuff. I, I agree. I E is the way to go. Um, if you want to leave us a voicemail, do it. We'll uh, we'll have fun with it. Hopefully four zero one four zero one seven five seven zero four zero four. It's good. We've got a, one of those Google Voice ones. They gave us a good phone number too. First time, long time. First time, first time, <laughs> long time here in uh, Northern Jersey. What do you think about the rotation of the uh, Jason Giambi? Uh, Jason Giambi. <laughs> oh, jeez, oh man. Um, anyway, okay. oh. Speaking of education, because we did our part and helped the youth, the use of youths. the youths of America this week, and spoke to the SBA class of Wake Forest. That was great. It was, it was but great. It was, they were they brought and look. I will be, I'm the first to be critical of anybody. I I was extremely impressed with their preparedness and the questions. I I, I was too. I think I, they I asked too, really they good knew questions. Where we were. Yes, and they, they, they asked really good questions that were poignant, and I think we could help absolutely help them provide value versus the generic open-ended, like, ridiculous stuff. And I think a lot of them have already reached out to us and said, like, that was extremely helpful because um, you and I are pro- both brutally honest with folks and tell them what the truth versus what they may want to hear. So yeah. that was great. I mean, we do feel in a little... Big league because we got zoom bombed, <laughs> but we did get zoom bombed, and that was the most uncomfortable I think I've ever been. That was I, awful. I it was, aw- it was awful. It was awful. I, I don't get. I don't have anxiety. I don't have anxiousness. I don't get any of that stuff. I was like palm sweating as yeah, that was going on because it was so uncomfortable, especially what they were saying and doing. Like, uh, it's the worst. I'm, I'm all good for. I'm all good for a prank, like I was saying, but that was like vicious. It, it made me sad for like society that people have the time on their hands to to do that but yeah, hey look I, we're big enough to get zoom bomb so we'll take that it was just like what what like what are you doing this is stupid um yeah no i, I felt is, i felt bad for them but no they, matter what they uh uh you know the one of the great quotes in uh in cinematic history with uh in, in Dumb and Dumber is that you go back and totally redeem yourself. And uh, <laughs> Every they, time you drop a movie reference, I'm like, this is ridiculous. The person who doesn't watch movies, you've been dropping more movie references than I have. Because I don't drop movie references with you because you won't understand them. But I've, I, if, I've given movie references of like three movies. Because I, I, I don't even know if you know this. I just did a movie reference with saying youths instead of youths. But you probably don't even know what that's about because you've never seen that movie. My cousin Vinny. Hey, you did. What the I've hell? Never the, I've never seen the movie though. But you know the Utes. I know the the I know the 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 Utes. I, I've had enough people <laughs> give that to me, but I've never seen the, I've never seen the movie. All it's right. One hundred percent fact. Okay. Occasionally, like you would see it at like 
when someone you were over somebody's house and they were flipping it through and it was on like TBS. Or it's always on. Yeah, my cousin Vinny's like always on. Yeah, so I've never. Which is a terrible movie. movie on regular television. The whole movie is a curse word. Like it's Joe Pesci. Yeah, I've never. I don't know. I've never seen it. Anyway, I'll, but I knew I'll give the you I knew the reference. I'm culturally. I, I get that, but I've never, okay. I've never, I've never okay. Seen it. All right. <laughs> I don't have to defend myself here. <laughs> I didn't know that Luke Skywalker and Han Solo were the same thing. Why I think that, I don't know. Good guess. I, 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 why, why would they be the same? They have two different names. But I, I didn't know if, like, I really didn't know. I didn't clearly, know. clearly did not know. <laughs> no idea. No, no idea. No idea. Okay. Uh, we've talked enough. Uh, the voicemails thing were fun. Um, Hey, uh, we didn't. We forgot. We we're gonna. Say, we, every time we say we we're gonna do this, we forget to do this at the beginning. Go on. I think someone listened to us. Go on iTunes, Spotify, whatever you're listening to, and review this podcast. Put yeah. the stars. It doesn't take. It takes five seconds in your library. Open it up. Click the button. Five stars. Write a review. It helps us. It moves us up in the algorithms of the iTunes world. Go ahead. Do that. You're in a pandemic. What else you got going on? Take the time and go review us. And review it. Review it. Oh. um... This is going to come out Friday. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be able to see one of our uh, former guests, Jenna Marie Smith, is doing like a live Zoom or something like that uh, from the Baseball Hall of Fame. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, so it's and uh, you got and, and there's an interview we're doing, you're doing now. Uh, yes, we've got a couple big interviews coming up. Um, we've got an NFL agent. That's right, uh, uh, Jr. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it. Raggio. We'll have to figure that out before we interview him. But uh, <laughs> JR is going to be there, uh, an NFL agent. And uh, the director of, uh, I think it's player personnel or minor league baseball operations, Brian Abraham uh, with the Red Sox, uh, is going to join us. We haven't done a, uh, be interested in what he has to say about what's going on and just his view on um, uh, on the opera- on the player personnel side of, of baseball. So, uh, interested on to get his perspective. So we got a couple of these coming up. We've still got uh, some of those sports tech guys that uh, we haven't released yet. So there's a handful of things that we still got um, we still got going on. Content during pandemics. That's what we do. All right. All right. Stay out of trouble. I'll talk to you later. Later. Later.